0: Hi everybody, welcome to the How Was School podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip families to have honest conversations about meaningful topics. And we also wanna help families get beyond dead-end questions like how is school and into more fruitful and relationship-building conversations. I'm Michael Campbell, pastor of children's ministry and a guy who loves
1: Jesus and his bride. And I'm Josiah Stumbo, pastor for youth and young adults and along with my amazing wife, raising three cool kids. Every month we take a question that I've received from a teenager in my youth group and turn it into a family conversation. Yeah, this month we'll be answering a really simple question with a really simple answer. Why
0: did God create humans? That's right. The purpose of existence should be easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe not easy, but there's a lot of value in wrestling through conversations that we might not even have clear-cut answers to because in having the conversation itself, we are learning, wrestling, being challenged to think about important things from new angles. All right. Let's get into that in just a minute. But but first, let me talk a little bit about something that happened over this past month. So a few weeks ago we were doing yard work as a family and I was trimming trees and bushes and everything was going great mowing the yard and I wanted to cut down this bush and all my boys were around me and all of a sudden I have three boys six four and one and bunnies start to scatter and I had no idea like what a bunny home looked like. I, I didn't know they were in the ground. I didn't know they were in this bush. I've never seen them in my yard before. Um, so I destroyed a bunny oh. rabbit home. I felt like a monster. So immediately they scatter and they're like baby bunnies. Oh, no. And and we live off a main road. So I'm like, no man, now they're gonna get hit. What do I do? So me and my wife, we ran across the yard and they're doing their little, little squeal. Have you? If you've heard like a bunny rabbit squeal, it's horrific. You oh, feel like a monster. Oh so we we get an empty box and we take all of the bunnies and like i partly knew like don't get your scent on it it's a baby like it's got to go the mother bunny only comes once a day yada 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 and we go in the yard we pick them up we put them in empty box and i'm like i just destroyed their home (laughs) what do i do so after fasting and praying for a while I'm just kidding, I skipped all of that. Um, but um, we did some research and we're like, okay, we have to rebuild this house. So I took just all the debris in the yard that I could and just threw it on a pile. Nice. And so I went back and we found another bunny that was still there. Oh, and I was wow. like, okay, thank God there's still one that like, is like, <laughs> I'm protecting my house. So we took all the little baby bunnies and we put them back in its home. Nice. And at that moment we were praying, we're like, God, please don't let them like get scared again. <laughs> So we went back a week later. The bunnies are still there. Uh, They're alive and kicking and <laughs> flourishing as a bunny rabbit should that
1: be. That is so cool. The first part of your story, you're like all the um, the fables about the, like Peter Rabbit. <laughs> you're the big, bad, mean yeah, farmer I'm guy. that guy, yes. <laughs> like the, you huffed and puffed and blew their house down. <laughs> it was bad, yeah. yeah. But then you made up for it. <laughs> That's awesome. There. Now let's dive into some biblical and theological concepts that can help point us toward an answer to the question, why did God make humans? It's a big question. It's a pretty philosophical question. And so we're not going to get too into the weeds of the theology of it. We are going to look at a few different angles that people take when answering this question, back it up with scripture a little bit, and then release you guys to have this conversation with your families. So one of the approaches that people take historically in the Christian faith to answering the question, why God did you make us, Um, comes from the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which states right at the beginning that the chief end of man, so our purpose, is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So in that tradition, it would say that our main purpose is to give God glory. Our worship is why we were were created. And we actually worship him best by enjoying him deeply because he's a God of love. He's a God who is community in himself, being Trinity. And um, so sharing in that love is a deeply fulfilling and enjoyable experience. And so sharing in that love with the intention of giving God glory and lifting him up is the purpose of human existence. So God, why did you create us? To give Him glory and to enjoy Him forever is like a, it's its a simple enough answer that you can yeah. teach it to your kids. Michael, I think you um, said that you teach your kids a similar, um, easy way to remember this similar concept. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. we um, It's very
0: simple. So we ask our kids like, why did God create us? And the simple answer is to, for our joy and for His glory. Mm. And just like you said in the Westminster Catechism, to glorify God and join forever, I've heard a different uh, approach to that. It's to glorify God by enjoying Him forever because the stuff that He's given us, um, we can use for His glory, whatever that is. I mean, we see that in 1 Corinthians ten thirty one that whatever we eat, drink, do, do all for the glory of God. So we can use the activities that He gave us for His glory. Yeah i can add to that like i think an elephant in the room in regards to this conversation is did he need to or did he want to because god in his existence we've talked about it on our our old show ask us anything where with pastor josiah and i um was god's acety which is just a way of saying a Mm self-existence god god didn't need us like Mm -hmm. he was in perfect relationship with the trinity the holy spirit jesus christ the son And he didn't but the beautiful thing about the gospel is he wanted us he wanted our creation to most glorify himself and he thought one of the out of his divine you know omnipotence and omniscience is saying the best way i can glorify myself is by creating my people and that would be focused on jesus christ by the power of the spirit so we don't know why but i think he didn't
1: need us, but he wanted to have a relationship with us. Yeah. A scripture that backs up this concept about giving God glory comes from Isaiah 43, 21, which says, talks about the people whom I formed for myself that they might declare my praise. So um, purpose of God forming Israel and possibly God forming Israel. Humanity itself is to give God praise. So that's one angle to look at this question from and it's a great one it's a biblical one and The reason we're coming at it from a couple of different angles is because not because there are different um, Sides to a debate or anything. It's really not. I don't think at least not in my mind Um, It's this question is so beautifully huge (laughs) so um, deeply mysterious uh, that it's good to look at it from a few different angles to get the whole picture and so Giving God praise giving God glory and enjoying him by doing that um, is the first angle the second angle that I've heard a lot of people talk about is uh, My professor in seminary right now says that we were created by love from love to love <laughs> and So mm-hmm. our purpose was God is love uh, We know that from John 4 oh, 8 1st, 1st John 4, 4 8, 8 that God is love, so that's his character, Uh, and then the act of procreating is an act of love, and so we were created by love, from love, and then our purpose uh, is to love God and to love others, right? That's the first command, and the second is love God and love others. So created by love, from love, to love, and so that'd be another angle to look at an answer to that question, God, why did you make us? Because he wanted to share love with a being that, had, that bore his image with a whole bunch of beings, with a whole world full of them. And he wanted to teach us to um, show love to other people as well, and just to really spread love. And um, so that's another beautiful way to look at it. I think it's fun to look at that one, um, especially understanding it from the Garden of Eden perspective, like what happened in the Garden of Eden. And you just see this beautiful story of God, especially when you look at Genesis chapter two, it explains how humans were formed, um, more specifically. And in Genesis two, you see this cultivated garden that God created. Um, the way it talks about it in that second chapter of Genesis is that he, um, he, he, cultivated this garden um, just for where he put man right in the center of it. Adam was placed right in the center of this garden and this garden was like the original temple, the original place that God would dwell on earth with humans. And then the purpose, the task given to Adam was to guard and protect this garden. Or another way to say it would be to cultivate it and to, um, to keep it. And so the original intention the design in the garden of eden was for humans to be with god in the in paradise <laughs> isn't that amazing like yeah that, like we come from a really really good design like this the best thing anybody could imagine is what we were actually created to have and to be and so um One little side note there is that um, even though Adam was right there in the middle of the garden with God, God said it's not good, which is so Mm. surprising. And it's meant to be surprising. The pattern of how the language has been up to that point in Genesis is good. It was good. It was good. It was very good. And then it was not good when it was just Adam and God and the animals because Adam was alone. It said it's not good for man to be alone. And so, um, one other element that we can learn from the garden of eden about our purpose is that we were created to be in relationship with other people wow so when we talk about our purpose of existence being love it truly is to love god and to love others and to be loved by god and to be loved by others really is central to our purpose and Like I said, these aren't competing narratives at all because when we love God, we're glorifying him. (laughs) Mm. When we understand his love for us, we're glorifying him and enjoying him forever. But um, yeah, you made me think of uh, Genesis 126 where we
0: are made in his image. So the Imago Dei Mm -hmm. and the... The beautiful thing is, so historically, you see kings, the old kings, they, they would even call themselves the image of God. They would have these idols mm-hmm. of themselves saying, this is what it looks like, mm-hmm. that I am the image of God. But God flips the script and he says, okay, the image of God is not a thing. It is my image on you. Mm-hmm. So his creation Adam and Eve is saying we are made in God's image so that we have authority just as the the kings thought they had authority back then. But we have dominion because the true king, true creator has given us his image and we get to display that with his creation. It's a, a mighty, full, beautiful task that we've been given. And this is all before the fall. Yeah,
1: totally. So... I think we're gonna keep it pretty much that simple that as you talk to your kids about our purpose and even as you me- meditate on what is your purpose of existence, I'd say start with glorifying God, mm-hmm. enjoying Him forever, and love. Like those would be, if you could boil it down to really two words, two phrases, glorify God, and love God, and love others. I think those would be the two phrases that in my mind are the most concise ways of explaining to a six-year-old, 10-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old, um, what their purpose of existence is. And then from there, you can have some beautiful conversations. So, um, We wanted to back that all up with some scriptures to give you guys. So um, just uh, if you're taking notes, I don't know who takes notes on a podcast, but if you are um, or just remember these uh, Genesis 126 and 28 are where it talks about God's image and the original mandate that he gave humans to go fill and multiply and fill the earth with this um, this beautiful arrangement of love that he has set up on earth. John three sixteen actually speaks so much to our purpose uh, of especially the love part. Um, God mm-hmm. so loved the world that he sent his only Son that we might uh, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. And so that eternal life is the life that we're supposed to have as believers now and for all of eternity. So if Jesus came down to restore that kind of relationship mm-hmm. out of love. That points to his original attention in the first place was being love and relationship with him for all of eternity. So John 3.16 is a great one. Yeah, another one could be Ecclesiastes 12.13. And the whole book of Ecclesiastes is
0: quite beautiful because it's talking about the things of this earth that are fading and not meaningless. So the word um, that we typically use is life is a vapor, everything is a vapor. And the word is havel which is like smoke so imagine if you see smoke it looks tangible It looks like you can grab onto it and once you go put your hand through it you realize that it's already disappeared so in the same sense as Christians as we are living our lives there are things that we shouldn't put our hope in because when we go to grab them we realize that there was nothing to hold on to so at the end of all of this realization that we shouldn't find hope in the things of this world All the way at the end, the teacher says, fear God and keep his commandments. And I think that's one of the greatest things as a Christian about our purpose to glorify him is Mm -hmm. to keep his commandments Mm -hmm.
1: that is revealed through his scriptures. Yeah. And the fear of the Lord right there is a really cool way to think about glorifying God to understanding who he really is and being stricken with this awe and respect for him and all of his power. So, yeah, that's cool. It's a concise way to say it. John 10.10 10 is another example of Jesus saying why he came to save us, mm. and I'm drawing that implication that if this is why he came to save us, it was also probably why he created us, and it was to have life and life to the fullest, so that we could have life and life to the fullest. So John 10.10, 10, I think, also points to our purpose, because when we're connected to God through Jesus, we go back to that original intended plan for our lives this paradise plan to be with god in unity forever so that's one of my favorite verses of all time that jesus said i have come that you might have life and have it to the fullest yeah and the last one that we can mention
0: is romans nine nineteen to 24 this this is in regards to the potter and vessels i'll just read it real quick because i think this gives a good understanding about like why god might have done it so verse 19 it says you will say to me then why does he still find fault who can resist his will but who are you O man to answer back to god what will it's molded say to its molder why have you made me like this has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable and the other for dishonorable what if god desiring to show his wrath to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy which he had prepared beforehand for his glory. I know that's going a little bit deeper, but I just wanted to share the God created us for a purpose and for a reason. And since he is our creator, the creation has no right to say why necessarily, Mm. but trusting in our creator's plan to begin with. Mm. And that could be hard to wrestle with sometime and why this is such a difficult and maybe muddy question because we see that he created but then there's still sin and messiness in the world so it's like why did you create when all of this was going to happen and we've explained that in a few other podcasts about disappointment and what sin does and Mm -hmm. how to feel afraid and how to deal with that but Mm -hmm. understanding that god created god's in control and that he wants to restore what was once created back in the garden like you said earlier
1: Mm -hmm. Cool. So just to clarify, um, you're not saying that we shouldn't ask why we were created. But, no,
0: not at all. But yeah. to
1: question God's intention or to to say he should have done it different or something. Is that kind of what you're getting Yeah. At? And
0: uh-huh. you can even see that in Psalm 8 where the author is like, what is man that you're mindful of him? There's mm-hmm. an okay to question things. Otherwise
1: I, we shouldn't be recording this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. It, uh-huh. It's good to talk about because we have our emotions where like, Why did God even create us? Like we are nothing in the blip of eternity, Uh but he still knows every hair on our head and he knows us before we are even formed. And it's a beautiful
1: concept that he even is giving us a glimpse into this. But as our potter who's making us and we're the clay who's being made, we have, yeah, I I totally agree with you. We have no right to like speak up and say, you should have made it different or you should have yeah. So yeah. Definitely. But then to try to understand the process of him creating us as best we can, I think is worshipful. So that's that's cool. A couple of practical things uh, that when you sit down to have this conversation with your kids, obviously you can take our discussion guide that's connected to the show notes here. And we encourage you to do that because it makes the conversation pretty easy. Um, But when you do sit down, I'd say just approach this as a mysterious conversation. Like, be okay with not fully grasping the answer to such a big question. Let your kid know. Like, this is, we're going to learn a lot by talking about this, but we probably won't fully understand it by the end. And just let them know up front and um, approach it that way, because then you're also teaching them that it's okay to have some mystery in your faith. Yeah. And to get practical, steer the conversation
0: towards the implications of our beliefs about our purpose. If we believe that God created us to glorify him, how does that affect our lives? If we also believe that God created us to love him and to love others, how does that affect our lives?
1: Exactly. Cool. So now we get to hear an example of a father and daughter who have this conversation. They use the same guide that we put in our notes. And so you get to kind of see an example of it. You'll get to hear a really cute conversation between Zoe and her dad, Neil, and I hope you enjoy it.
2: Zoe, what is your favorite thing that you own?
3: Probably my iPad because I can FaceTime my friends and I can text them. And I can also play games. Very cool. So I can, like, reach out to other people. But what is your thing that you own?
2: You know, it's probably my car because it allows me to go places, see things, and Go places with other people, too. Gives me a lot of freedom. So, why is it important that you know how to use your iPad for the purpose it was intended?
3: Well, if you don't know how to use it, then you could break it or something could go wrong.
2: So, along those lines, what do you think your purpose is?
3: probably to live life and worship God what do you think your purpose in life is
2: well for me it's very similar I I believe I was put here to worship and to bring him glory but I also um, feel like God put me here to shepherd people to help them realize the freedom and the The healing that God brings through Christ. So let's read Genesis 1 and we're going to read 26 through 28. 26 through 28 says Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky. The livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry around the ground. So God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them, male and female. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So when you look at these verses, do you think you can learn anything about why God created human beings?
3: Well, maybe so we can like run the earth. Like healthy animals.
2: So to take care of the creation, God's creation, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Here, do you want to read Genesis 1:31?
3: Yes, I do. Okay. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. An evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. This verse said uh, that it was a very good thing that God created humans. Why do you think God felt that way?
2: Well, humans are very different than the rest of his creation. While well, the rest of it is creation is very beautiful that they don't have choice. They don't have the ability to choose God. They don't have the ability to praise God the way we do and have a, a personal relationship with God the way we do. And so that's a really special thing that we get to have. The Bible teaches that God created people to give him glory and to share his love. How can we give God glory with our lives?
3: Well, we can worship Him by like reading the Bible. We can sing, and we can just pray to Him.
2: Okay, can we? is there anything else we can do to give Him glory? Like, what if we tell somebody else something?
3: Well, you could tell other people about the Bible and what it says.
2: Okay, could we tell them about some really cool and amazing things that god has done for us
3: well yes we could okay how can we grow in our god for love
2: how can we grow in our love for god
3: yeah
2: <laughs> well if you want to grow in your love i think you have to know them right Mm-hmm. so how do we get to know somebody
3: well you talk to them yeah so if we were gonna get to know God, we could pray or we could read the Bible.
2: Yeah, we have to know Him to grow in our love for Him, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, after we've talked about all this, if you put your the answer in your own words, why did God create humans?
3: Well, worship Him and gave us a job of like to take care of the earth.
1: That was awesome. Zoe is so cool. And Neil being so intentional with how he's parenting him and Julie together. Another couple that we both respect very much. So thank you guys so much. Grateful for you, man. Thank you. Well, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are praying for you families that these conversations you have with your kids are rich and meaningful and lead to a depth of your relationship with your kids that lasts a lifetime. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you're not already. Share it with some other families that you think could benefit from having these conversations. Leave us a review if you don't mind. That can help it pop up quicker on the search engines. And we'll see you next time. See ya.